You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Can we fix the Texans' red zone issues? We'll try to hash it out in today's show when we look at some numbers from Sunday's Cowboys-Texans game. Lots to look at in this one. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, along with co-host Brian Patterson from Fansided's House of Houston.com. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And Texans News Monday, Bill O'Brien said they're not sure if Kayvon Webster is going to be out for a few days or a few weeks with the quad injury. So that's still very much up in the air. They're going to work out some cornerbacks. They're they're already working them out. So that's something that's going to have to be uh, rectified pretty soon. Deshaun Watson in the red zone this year. We got to talk about that. We talked a little bit about it in the postgame show, maybe a lot, but it's worth a bigger conversation. He's completed 13 of 35 of his passes in the red zone. He's got the 38th best passer, passing percentage among NFL quarterbacks this year. Again, 38. Remember, there's 32 teams in the NFL, so not a good percentage for him. One way to protect Deshaun and make him better inside the 20 is to get a better running game around him. We can blame this, you know, if we want to on the offensive line, but maybe the quickest way, Brian, to get a running game going is to get a better running back. And I think it's time to have a serious conversation about Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if the Texans would have a serious conversation, but I think it's time, don't you? I think it is. Um, I I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, What it would take to get him, I imagine that you – I don't think that you would have to use a a first round for him. You know, Maybe you can get by with a second as far as the top-tier part of the package, and then you – you know, throw in some lower tier draft picks. And you definitely want to make sure that, you know, you offer the best deal to the Steelers because they need a they need a big haul for uh, Le'Veon. But he's currently on a one-year franchise deal, you know, so, you know, what you would be paying is the remaining of his salary. And then he's going to be a free agent. You worry about if you bring him in, you trade him, are you going to be able to convince him to stay? So that's that's the biggest thing I worry about when trying to, to to get a deal done for him. You would have to convince him to buy into Bill O'Brien's system. And you know we've talked about that. That's asking a lot because, you know, Brandon Brooks didn't like the system. He went public and said, I hated playing for Bill O'Brien. Le'Veon Bell already has issues, <laughs> uh, you know, with with uh, the head coach over at uh, with, with the Steelers, and uh, just you know, with that situation, you know, it, it, with Bill O'Brien there, I, I, I just imagine that they're they're definitely going to be bumping heads. I don't know, I, I you know, it, it, Bill O'Brien, you never know who he's going to work with and who he's not going to work with. I tend to disagree with you on it's going to take a se- at least a second round pick. That the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have got their backs against the wall. They seem to have no intention of keeping him around as a guy that just walks for them at the end of the year. I think they would get maybe a third round compensatory pick. So if you offered them a third round pick, that is better than a third round compensatory pick with the Texans. They could might be guessing it's, you know, high first high third round or something like that. If they don't think the Texans are going to do all that well this year, or they're going to be middle of the pack, it's a decent third round pick. So, and, and, you know, I don't know if you need to add any more beyond that because I don't know who you're competing with to get Le'Veon Bell. I think because he is a little bit 
of damaged goods and that people are a little wary of him, like you said, it, um, some things that he's done on a personal basis. That might be an issue. But, let, 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 Brian, let's just talk about the fact that, look, the Texans have Deshaun Watson right now, and you do everything in your power to protect him, to keep him from getting hurt. And the best way from for him not to get hurt is to have a running back that you trust. And how about a running back that's one of the best in the NFL? We're not talking about just anybody. We're talking about all pro, pro bowl caliber running back. I mean, we can say, oh, they got Lamar Miller. Well, he's okay. He's just okay. He is an average, in my mind, an average NFL running back. Now, we can think that Deontay Foreman's going to be back and everything's going to be okay, but he's recovering from a major injury. I don't think Lamar Miller's career is too much longer in Houston. So it's you're relying on Deontay Foreman, and you can rely on him a little bit, but you don't know what Deontay Foreman's going to turn out. Is he going to be Lamar Miller? Is he going to be a little bit better than that? Is it likely that he's going to be Le'Veon Bell? Is it likely that he's going to be an all-pro running back? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you can guarantee that a guy is going to be a guaranteed Pro Bowl running back. And you could say the value of running backs are down, but look, the best offenses in the NFL, the Rams and the Chiefs, what do they have? One of them's got Akeem Hunt. One of them's got Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, MVP, Maybe he'll be on the competition for MVP again this year, the way it's going. I mean, if you have him in fantasy football, you know what I'm talking about. Todd Gurley can do some things for you. In, in my opinion, the object for the Texans for the rest of his career is to figure out a way to keep, keep Deshaun Watson upright, to keep him from getting hit. One way for him not to get hit is to have a really good running back that you trust to him to hand the ball off to and can get some yards. And also... If you got a running back that's good in the red zone, and Le'Veon Bell's been pretty – he's been pretty good in the red – he was good in the red zone last year. I looked at his numbers last year, really solid in the red zone, really solid inside the five-yard line. Well, there you go. That solves a couple of issues. You keep Deshaun Watson from getting hurt, and you got a guy that can get you touchdowns instead of field goals. That's a huge difference. That's four points every time you get inside the red zone. That's winning football games. In the, in, in the goal for the Texans this year to win the Super Bowl – is that not what you go into the year with? I mean, you've got these guys for a limited amount of time. This is what you need to be able to do, Brian. I, I, to me, this makes perfect sense. They can talk about value and what's what's the most the most valuable thing for the Texans. Keep Deshaun Watson healthy. Keep him upright. Don't let him get hurt. Yeah, it, looking at that fourth and goal play, and you wonder that's the reason why it was a play call that he didn't trust, Bill O'Brien didn't trust, you know, Alpha Blue running that in. Because why in the heck would you run shotgun when you're that close to the goal line to score? And then you have Deshaun just running. You know, he went to the right, and then, you know, he didn't make it to the end. They were already ready. They they were prepared for, for that to happen just in case he was going to take off running. And, you know, when you're a runner, you know, it's it's free for all. I mean, it, he he doesn't need to take these hits. And, you know, having a good running back to hand it off to, uh, that would be the deal there. But it, the only thing I worry about this deal is that he would be a rental. I, I, I just really worry about that if we can convince him. Because the reason why Le'Veon Bell is holding out in the first place is because he wants a multi-year deal. And at age 27, you know, for a running back, you know, He's going to, you know, run into that area of his 
a period where he's going to decline. Usually after age 30, that's when running backs start to decline. That's when you have to start looking for other guys. I'm going to tell you why I'm going to tell you why it's good to get him here. And, and that's a good way to get him to convince him to sign a multi-year deal. Let, let's talk about that in a little bit. But first, I uh, want to remind everybody that you can get all of your NBA previews this week at Locked On NBA, six teams a day, five days in the week, 30 teams previewed from the local experts of Locked On NBA. Follow Locked On NBA on all Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On NBA. It's that simple. Hey, Brian, we got to talk about our partners over at MyBookie. That's right, MyBookie. If you think you can make some money off the Texans or you'd like to put a few bucks on the games this week, go to MyBookie.ag. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in this business for years, have great reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the biz. If you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you wait until 6 p.m., you can get an extra $25 in free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25. Go ahead and wait till after dinner and take the extra money. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Brian, you asked, uh, how, how do you keep... Le'Veon Bell from being more than just a rental. Well, if you get him in the building, you have him play a few games and develop a relationship with Deshaun and DeAndre and Will Fuller and Kiki QT, all these young guys, he can look at it as, hey, I've got my Ben Roethlisberger, but it's a young Ben Roethlisberger. I've got my Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. I've got these other threats at wide receiver, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers. These guys are young. They're going to be good for a while. You know, guys like to win. You know, that's that's the object of the NFL. If you could get them in there, you could convince them of that. Now, the Texans have to make the decision. You know, how can we how can we make it work money wise? How can we give them a contract that we think we can work? I think you can do that. And to me, in, in the modern day, this is why it's so important, right? In the modern day NFL, this is becoming an offensive league. You're not going to stop anybody. You're not going to, come on. I mean, the team that's going to win, you're scoring 30, 40, 50 points a game. What we saw in the Super Bowl this past year, that is becoming commonplace. We're looking at the scores have gone way up as the rules have changed. So if you're going to score with the other teams in the NFL, Get a high-powered running back to go with your high-powered wide receiver and your quarterback and your other receiver and your slot guy and everything else that the Texans have acquired. You you get a offense that can compete with any offense in the NFL. Yeah, the offensive line is still a question mark, but I think a lot of the offensive line's issues will be – that's going to happen over the course of time, but it's also going to happen with – now that the, the defense has to think about, oh, we got to worry about Deshaun maybe running – but we got to worry about Le'Veon Bell running. Oh, we got to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, we got to worry about QT. Oh, we got to worry about Will Fuller. We got so many different things we got to worry about that the offensive line 
it, it's not going to be that big of a deal um, when you've got so many different directions that the Texans can go to. And this offensive line, it's been better than last year. I know people don't want to believe it because you see Deshaun get hit, but he's holding on to the ball too dang long. And that's on Deshaun. It's not on the offensive line. I think the offensive line, as it's now constructed with Davenport back at left tackle where he belongs and Kendall Lamb at right tackle and Zach Fulton and Nick Martin and Sidio Kilimete, all those guys, you're okay there. It's not going to be all pro, pro bowl, greatest in history, but you can be decent there. But if you get Le'Veon Bell, it makes everything better. Yeah, and, and, you know, he would solve a lot of problems that we have uh, right now, you know, just being efficient, you know, at the running back uh, position. But that that still remains my biggest concern. So what I'm guessing what you're saying is, is that you do you think Deontay Foreman is already damaged goods uh, with him being out so long? Or is he more of a luxury if he is, if he turns out to be healthy and we can get him back? And then you have Le'Veon Bell, you have a two-headed monster, you have a double threat and you can switch him out anytime you like. Well, what, 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 remember, one of the things that Le'Veon Bell's worried about is getting overworked and getting punished and getting killed. If you got mm-hmm. somebody else that you can put alongside him that can take away some of the carries – that's going to help. And, and really, in today's NFL, Point. you can't just survive with just one running back. I mean, you've got to have somebody else there. And I think Deontay Foreman and him would be a fantastic one-two punch. And, and, and that's what you could go with for the next few years. I mean, to me, this is an obvious thing. And this is something that you should do while you have Will Fuller on the cheap, while you have Deontay Foreman on the cheap, while you have Deshaun Watson on the cheap. You, you're not afraid to give money to Le'Veon Bell, when you've got these other guys, you're not paying anything for offensive line. You're not paying anything for anybody on offense right now, except DeAndre Hopkins. So why not pay a running back? Why not pay somebody on that side of the ball? Look, J. Joe, he's got to be near the end. He's one of your your more expensive guys on the defense right now. But you don't have to be paying trillions of dollars on defense. It's It's not necessary to do that. They just need to do a little bit better job of coaching and you still got J.J. Watt, and he's going to be one of the more expensive guys on the team. The Texans can afford this. They're way under the salary cap right now. That's why they can afford to trade for Le'Veon Bell. They have the money to bring him in right now. A lot of teams don't even have that capability because they're at the cap or over the cap or slightly under the cap. The Texans have a lot of money in the cap to work with. I, you know, To me, I don't know. This just makes a whole lot of sense. I like where you're going with this, but... You do, uh, but what about Jadavion Clowney? This is assuming that we don't re-sign him, we don't bring him back, we let him go in free agency. Could you work Clowney in? I know we're going to have a lot of cap space next year. We're going to have humongous amounts, gobs, but it depends on how they're going to use it. I mean, can you, could you you think you could work Clowney in there as well as get Le'Veon Bell a deal too? I, I would, like I said, I mean, I, I think you're dumb if you don't franchise tag Jadavian Clowney, and that's the way you work him for the next couple of years and see how it goes and then work from there. But, you know, this is the NFL. It's it's what's about now. It's not, you know, let's not try to figure out 14 years in the future. Let's just figure out the now. And this is their window. And you franchise Clowney for another year. And then you franchise him for a year after that if you still like him. If you don't, maybe Duke Edgefor can help you out in the pass rush. Um, you know, somehow, some way. You're going to have to get either Whitney Merciless is going to have to figure out how to be somehow have some sort of impact with Clowney and Watt on the field, or you let him go. And that's a lot of money there, too. 
well, either either Clowney or Merciless, one of them's got to go because you know both both of them are not they they don't seem to be able to work together in tandem. You know they don't seem to be able to do good things each of them at the same time. I, I don't understand it. A couple of years ago, it, it was almost like it was working, but that was without JJ. It's like these three guys. For some reason, you can't get all three to work together. But you know, I don't know. It's just p- people put that in the back of your head. You know, maybe Brian Gain will think differently than Rick Smith. I don't know, but so, at some point, the Texans have got to think. Look, our best commodity is Deshaun Watson. We're not even breathing as somebody that anybody in the NFL cares about or our fans care about if there isn't a Deshaun Watson. So what's the best way? What is the best way to keep him on the field? Give him somebody that will take some pressure off of him in the running game. He, he, he doesn't need to be the guy taking the punishment out there. Get somebody else to take the punishment. Obviously, they don't trust Alfred Blue. Obviously, you know, Lamar Miller is a small guy, gets banged up, and he's not even that great to begin with. And then, you know, what are you really going to trust? You know, Deontay Foreman is going to be your savior in two, three weeks down the road. I mean, come on. You, you've got to come up. You've got to come up with some way to go, look, we, we, can, we can help keep Deshaun Watson healthy. This is how we do it. it it's just my rant for the day. I mean, I, like I said, it's probably not going to happen. But uh, we, we do need to get Brian just to give, give us a couple of surprises. Um, hold that for two seconds. Uh, but I want to get a couple surprises uh, when you looked at the uh, pro football focus numbers. But just want to remind everybody that if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends. Also support our show by uh, showing, you know, support our show by sharing our links with your social media followers and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. We want you to be a part of the conversation. So email LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. That's LockedOnTexans at Mail.com for questions or comments. And, hey, Brian, we got to talk about our partners over at Blue Chew. Yes, and and gentlemen, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're ready to get that pylon into her red zone? Well, I've got something for you. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence uh, in bed. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Just a couple of minutes more to go, Brian, and uh, let's get to the, some pro football focus numbers. Any surprises for you? Anything that you just weren't expecting when you looked over the numbers? Wow. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Jonathan Joseph on, on the defense. Uh, he was incredible. He had, let's just talk about how great he was this game. And we're not going to get it every game, but he was targeted um, a total of five times. And quarterbacks, Dak had a passer rating of 39.6 when targeting Jonathan Joseph. 
He had two pass breakups, um, and he only allowed eight yards when things were coming his way. Um, in terms of his defensive grade, it was the second highest uh, right behind uh, Kayvon Webster. Of course, he only took two snaps, but he looked good when he was out there. So you can honestly say Jonathan Joseph overall, uh, with the amount of snaps he took, was the best defensive player. I mean, we saw Jonathan Joseph of old. I thought he had found the fountain of youth. I thought you know he's going to be back, but he can't do that every game. But I think he was extra juiced up uh, for this matchup, and I'm not meaning that literally, of course. I think he was just he had the adrenaline going through uh, his veins there. So I, I really am impressed with Jonathan Joseph, Justin Reed. Uh, kind of an alarming thing here. Um, his the quarterback rating whenever things went his way, he had the interception. It was a beautiful interception. Uh, he he did allow a touchdown um, as well, but you know, quarterbacks. Uh, Dak Prescott had a hundred eighteen point eight passer rating uh, whenever he was targeted. So he's got to get better. But his tackling grade was an eighty four. So he was good with the tackling, and he's a rookie. I mean, he's he's learning, and he's going to certainly get better. But again, back to Kayvon Webster. I mean, he he only took one snap. I'm sorry, two snaps, but he had a 90.4 grade. I think, you know, once he gets back and he gets healthy, that's going to be our cornerback that we can use. But again, we just don't know how long it's going to be before he gets back. Let's talk about Whitney Merciless. And you were talking about, you know, who do we let go? Who 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 stays on the team? I I would definitely let Whitney Merciless go. This man only had one pressure, and that was a quarterback hurry. He had a 64.8 overall defensive grade. I mean, Whitney is just not getting it done. And this is a little bit better than what he started in the season, but he's not getting it done. And he should be a lot better than this. Typically, Whitney falls within the 70s, closer to the 80s. So it's like he's either taking a step back or he's taking a step back because Clowney is in the fold because he's playing out. He's playing on the outside. And, uh, you know, they they both, you know, are similar in terms of what they do. You know, we say that Clowney, I say he's a defensive end. You say he's an outside linebacker. He's like a hybrid, honestly. So Whitney, I just don't know, honestly, what to do with him. But looking at the offensive line, just want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Zach Fulton had the highest pass blocking grade of an 83. Uh, Julian Davenport, he allowed five pressures, but he was better on the left side. Obviously, he had a 64.2 for this game, and his run block grade is a 78.9. Usually, that's pretty high for Julian. So, um, honestly, to tell you, it's working with Davenport on the left, his natural position, and Kendall Lamb on the right. He ended up with a 64.9 offensive grade, 72.6 with the pass block. That's grade. one thing I want to just briefly hit on. Um, they they tra- they keep trying to run on the right side. Kendall Lamb it doesn't have the strength to be a good run blocker. He's much better pass blocker. Julian Davenport can yeah. run block. He's better at it. We look at the grades this week as run block grades. 78.9, his pass block grade is a bad 43.8. I think the pass block grade is going to get better, but I think his run block grade is always going to be good. I think they need to figure out a way to start running the ball more on the on the left side because Kelamete, I've always felt like, is is a really good run blocker. I mean, I think that's one of his mm-hmm. real strengths that he has. But if you look at the pass blocking grades for this week, Fulton's at 83, Lamb's at 72.6, Kelamete's at 79, Nick Martin's at 68.2. 
hey, we would we would kill for those grades last year, kill for them. So yeah. the run block grades weren't great. Obviously, that that was a problem. Don't know how much of that had to do with Alfred Blue. I don't think so. I think they just kind of weren't getting it done. Maybe give the Cowboys a little bit of credit there as well. But um, yeah, that's just it's just a feeling that I have. And, and and you know, Nick Martin running up the middle is terrible because Nick Martin's not a good run blocker. And I've seen it over and over again. He was getting there were guys who were just knocking him over into the backfield a couple of times. Uh, it bothers me. I don't know if he's ever going to live up to that second round pick and pick that everybody was excited about. But uh, anyway, some good hey, good numbers, Brian, out with uh, Pro Football Focus. And um, hey, guys, you know where to find Brian's uh, work talking about the Astros and the Rockets and what's going on with the Indians sweep and the Astros playing either the Red Sox or the Yankees coming up. It's houseofhouston.com. Uh, you can get more Texans content on LockedOnTexans.com. Uh, Calvin Crawford's always doing great work. He's got a new piece up. Uh, looking back at the Cowboys game, we're going to have Andy Rio's piece coming up um, on fantasy football in the middle of the week, as well as uh, the show that we do with Andy. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, if you want to hear my sports takes on the Rockets and the Astros, um, especially this week with uh, the Astros and the Indians, and me and RG do a little post show on that, go to my Houston Sports Talk podcast. But uh, that's all we got for this one. Um, As always, thanks for making us part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 